Hey everyone, Andrew here. Two quick things before we get started today. First, if you have the in the kindness of your heart to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast app, you know, those really go a long way and I'd greatly appreciate it. Second, if you have any feedback for me about the podcast, things you like, don't like, things you want to see more of, less of, please go to my website, apcardiology.com, go to the feedback page, and drop me a note. This is AP Cardiology, and this is your host, Andrew Perry. I thought I would try something a little different today by talking about an interesting case that I had recently. So I was on oncology in January, and I got this 60, you know, a man in his 60s transferred my service. He, on the day after Christmas, had woken up just feeling much more short of breath. And he's a pretty active guy. He's, he's down from Arkansas. And he noticed that he was more short of breath, meaning that even just like walking on flat ground, he would get kind of winded. You know, he's still able to do all this stuff. It's not like he was having orthopnea or PND and a lot of lower extremity swelling. But this was new for him, so he decided to go get it checked out. So he went to his local ER. Common things being common, you know, they did an EKG and checked some troponins, all of which were negative. So the next thing they sent him for was a chest CT. On a chest CT, uh, they noticed a fairly, you know, moderately sized pericardial effusion. So then he goes over to a cardiologist, and then they drain the effusion. And one of the studies that they sent off was uh, for cytology. And the cytology came back positive for diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, double hit, BCL6, and MIC positive. You know, and then over like the next few weeks, you know, talking around to different people, he ends up being transferred up to our hospital, Barnes-Jewish Hospital in St. Louis, uh, to be treated up there. And by the time he came up to me, and I saw him, he had developed this really big mass up in his mediastinum and invading into his right atrium. It was like, it's like six centimeters or so. So this led me down to looking into how common are primary cardiac lymphomas. I mean, for this case, you might argue that since, you know, he had this mediastinal mass, maybe it was up in the mediastinum that causing the effusion and then invading the right atrium. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, this seemed like a uh, primary cardiac lymphoma case. So in all comers of lymphoma, cardiac involvement supposedly is present in like 16 to 18% of all lymphoma cases. I told that to my attending, Dr. Nancy Bartlett, and she thought that was a little crap. She's like, it's not that common to have cardiac involvement. But to have a primary cardiac tumor, lymphoma is very rare, 1.3% of all cardiac tumor cases. So in immunocompetent patients, B-cell lymphomas are the, you know, they're the lion's share. They take up 80% of them. And there seems to be an increased incidence for primary cardiac lymphomas in the immunocompromised patients, like HIV and transplant recipients specifically. And generally, these are right-sided tumors, like 92%. And if they're untreated, they're fatal within months. The median age is like around 63. It's more common in men, two to one ratio. They often present with dyspnea, B symptoms, you know, night sweats, weight loss. Uh, they also have heart failure symptoms and a pericardial effusion. Presenting with an arrhythmia is also very common. It's not like a specific arrhythmia that's more common than another. 
So in noting that, uh, in noticing that all of these tumors seem to be right-sided, at least the majority seem to be right-sided, there's one thought that a primary cardiac lymphoma is actually a manifestation of a systemic lymphoma because the, lymph the thoracic duct empties into the SVC just above the right atrium. And so there's this thought that you have these lymphoma cells that are circulating around your body and they get dumped into the thoracic duct and that's where they then lodge. Uh, the minor problem with that is that that kind of goes against the whole idea of lymphoma not being a systemic disease, but rather being a localized disease. But that's really not for me to argue with. Anyhow, so there's a high degree of, of superior vena cava involvement. And these patients do really well with chemotherapy, thus suggesting that you need systemic therapy as opposed to localized treatment. So a lot of these patients, they present with a pericardial effusion and aspiration of that fluid cytology is diagnostic in 67% of the cases. The most common subtype is diffuse large B cell lymphoma. Now, since it's so rare, there haven't necessarily been clinical trials, you know, RCTs to evaluate what treatment is best. So we just kind of go off of observational data. And it seems to be that chemotherapy with an anthracycline, you know, usually CHOP based therapies seem to be the most beneficial. They induce like a 61% remission rate and the median survival is about 30 months. Without chemo, it's like a week. So the things that are poor prognostic signs are those who are immunocompromised. They have extra cardiac disease, meaning like outside of the, outside of the heart, and then left, left ventricular involvement. And curiously enough, the absence of an arrhythmia, which I thought was odd. I would have thought that if you had presented with an arrhythmia, that would be a worse prognosis sign. But actually for these patients, not presenting with an arrhythmia would be a worse sign for you. So anyhow, interesting stuff. We gave him his first dose of, uh, of CHOP, our CHOP, and he tolerated it well and just fine. He got discharged, you know, a couple of weeks ago. He should be getting his second cycle, you know, here at the beginning of February. And uh, we'll see how he does. Thank you for listening to this episode of AP Cardiology. This series is co-sponsored by MedPage Today and by the Division of Medical Education at Washington University in St. Louis School of Medicine. Much thanks to the band Broke for Free, whose song Night Owl on their album Directionless EP, I've Used for My Theme Music. It is used under a Creative Commons license, Attribution 3.0. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.